You're listening to the Centre Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message recorded live from our Burgess Hill campus. We, um, we're believing for God to do great things, and only He can do it, and only He's able to do it. And so at this moment, we, we are pressing into the Lord as a church, and we started the series in, in September on prayer. And uh, the very first week, we, we looked um, in, in both places over the last two weeks, we, we've looked at two topics in particular. Uh, we looked at persistency. Uh, Julie shared on this, this aspect of, of going after God, asking, seeking, knocking. Uh, we, we like the quick fixes with the Lord where, we, you know, we pray up one prayer and bam, there's an answer. But so often in Christian journey, it's not like that. God works through a process. He works through this, this aspect of us seeking after him and actually that he prepares us for what the answer will be. We also looked at having faith-filled prayers, prayers that are based upon who God is. Can I tell you that God is more than able to move in your circumstance? He is more than able to move in every circumstance. Amen? He's able to do it. He's a God that's above and beyond things. He, he moves and does miracles, and we can trust in him in all situations. He is faithful. He is loving. He is all-powerful. The promises he's given are sure. And so it's not just about who he is, but it's also on what he's given, what he's done, what he's said about our situation. Do you know every situation we go through, God has a promise for. There's a hope and a future for us as we believe and trust in him. And so when we pray, we, we don't just pray prayers that are safe, but we pray audacious prayers that say, God, we believe you for the impossible things. We don't just try to navigate around mountains. We speak to the mountains in faith. Amen? And God calls us to, to be prayer, have prayers that are filled with faith, faith-filled prayers that require God to do only what he can do. This morning, we're going to look at another aspect of, of a prayer that's fervent or earnest before the Lord. To do that, we're looking at James chapter 5, verses 16 to 18. It says, therefore, confess to each other your sins. Pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. Elijah was a man just like us. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. Again, he prayed, and the heavens gave rain and the earth produced crops. The starting point in this verse, or the passage we read, is, is this the prayer of a, of a righteous man. Who is a righteous man? Who is this? Anyone who puts their faith in Jesus is a righteous person. Anyone who says, God, I'm going to choose to put my faith and my hope in Jesus Christ is righteous. Why? Not because of they're a great person, but because they've chosen to put their hope in Jesus and Jesus makes them righteous. When we put our faith in Jesus, we step into his righteousness. We're clothed in his righteousness. And as a result, we have free access to the throne of God, which in Hebrews we say we can come boldly before his throne to find help in time of need. We can come in that place because of the righteousness of Jesus. So at the point you say, Jesus, I give my life to you, God says, I declare you to be righteous. Not because of your good works, but because you chose to put faith and the one who paid the price for you. Isn't that great news? And so God has given us all the capacity to pray prayers that move mountains. 
that are powerful and effective. He's given all of us the prayer, the ability to do that in Jesus Christ. So the, the, the point isn't, can it happen in my life? It can happen in your life if your faith is in Jesus. But there's an aspect that in the NIV is kind of overlooked. And in other translations, they pick up on it. And in Greek, there's this, the word before the prayer is, is effective, fervent, or earnest. The earnest prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. The, the fervent prayer. So there's prayer and there's fervent prayer. It's like, is that an adjective or an adverb? Fervent prayer. Adjective? I asked Donna this question. She said adverb, so she's always, she doesn't know, does she? <laughs> I had actually put in my notes that it was an adjective, and Don says, no, no, it's an adverb. Okay. There we have it, folks. There we have it. So actually, it reads, the fervent prayer of the righteous man is powerful and effective. What does fervent prayer look like in practice for you and I? What does it mean to, to be fervent in our prayer life? Do you know, I think you and I, it's quite easy to play, pray mindless prayers. Right? Maybe it's saying grace for your meal. Maybe it's a situation you just pray for over and over. And the words just come off your tongue and you're not even really thinking about what you're praying for. How many of you would attest to that kind of prayer once in a while? My hand's up. There's sometimes we pray prayers that actually, that they're not fervent. They're just prayers. They're just words. And there's a difference between the fervent prayer and a prayer. Just, just saying something. Sometimes I think we're looking for God to, to move the mountains just because we say something. Even though our heart is not really in what we're saying or what we're praying. And so in the, the essence of a fervent prayer, the, the beginning of this, this understanding of fervency is there's a passion behind our prayer. Our heart is what we're praying for. There's an intensity. God, would you move in this situation? There's, there's something in us that grips us and what we're praying is not just some fluff. But there's substance because our heart is in the prayer. You know, it's interesting, again, in dire situations, it's funny how, how serious our prayers can suddenly become, right? You hear of an accident, something goes on, and suddenly our prayers go from just fluff prayers to very intentional, heart-filled prayers. We pray with all that we've got because the situation is dire. You all know what I'm talking about. These crisis moments, you pray earnestly. The problem we have often is that those prayers come in crisis moments. But actually, God, I believe, calls us to pray with this intensity, with this passion in every aspect of our prayer life. Prayers that are full of faith and with the heart of God, we need you to move. Again, I think because of regularity of prayer life, maybe it's things you pray for on a regular basis, we don't often think that, God, I'm focusing upon what I'm praying because I really need you to move in this. There's an example, as we read the passage in Scripture, actually, the, James gives an example of Elijah, a man just like us, a normal person. Elijah wasn't a superhero in the Bible. Do you know that? He didn't have a cape. He didn't fly. He didn't have any superpowers. But he knew how to pray earnestly. He knew how to, when, when the time was right for him to pray, he knew how to give it all that he had. God has spoken something to Elijah about what needed to happen in Israel. Did it just happen? No. God gave him a, a foresight of this is, you know, there needs to come a, a drought, there needs to come a shift of what's going on in the atmosphere. And so 
Elijah took that word and then began to pray into it. He, it didn't just happen. Drought didn't just happen. Okay? He prayed earnestly that God would move in the situation, that, that something would shift in Israel, that there would, there would come an account of what was going on. What Elijah did not know, sorry, what Elijah did know how to do was pray earnestly if it wasn't anything else. There was a passion heart. And I, I wonder what, what did his prayer life look like? We don't see much in, in the Old Testament about Elijah in the sense of what his prayers look like. Some of his discourse with God, yes. But what did it look like for Elijah to pray earnestly that it would not rain? And then pray earnestly that it would rain. One thing we do see is that when, when it was, wasn't raining and it was needing to rain, he started to pray, God, we need it to rain now. And he sent his servant to go look, and then it wasn't, it wasn't raining yet. So there was no clouds in the sky. He kept praying. He kept seeking. There was an earnestness. God, you need to come through on the other side of this prayer now. But you know, when we look at the Bible, we see a number of people who prayed earnestly. Hannah, the mother of Samuel. Do you remember that story? I don't know if many of you have read it. Hannah was barren and couldn't have, well, couldn't have children. And comes to the temple and, and begins to just seek God. God would you move and allow me to have a child? She was praying not with words, in a sense of it wasn't loud, it wasn't vocal. In fact, she was praying, and, and Eli, who was, who was watching, didn't actually see her anything coming out. saw she was drunk because of her emotion, because of how she was praying. It was an earnest prayer. God, I'm serious. I, I really desire this. I'm going to bring it before you, God. She put her heart in it. Was it a heart of passion? Yes, she was crying before the Lord. She, she gave everything she had in that prayer. It was intentional. This was earnest. Our earnest prayers, our faith, our fervent prayers also comes from a place of conviction. God, I know you can move. There's a conviction behind the prayer that's being prayed of God. I believe it. It's hard to be fervent in our prayers if we don't believe what we're even praying. Come on. If we don't believe what we're praying, we just pray it. I've been in, I've been in prayer meetings where you think, do you even believe what you're praying right now? Are you listening to yourself? Because if you really believe what you're praying, you put a lot more passion into that prayer. You put more intention into that prayer. There will be an intensity because you, you believe it. There's no point praying things that we don't even believe. And again, looking at what we looked at last week or uh, in Brighton the week before, this whole aspect of, of coming from a position of faith of God, I know you can move the mountains. God, I know you're more than able. God, I know the situation you can break through. And so from this position of what I believe, what I know, I'm praying this prayer with intention because I know you're a God that can answer this. It's an earnest prayer because I know that you're, you're listening. I know that you're there. If I don't even think my prayers are getting above the ceiling, I don't believe I'll pray with intention. But God calls us to pray with this, this, this belief behind the prayer that actually what we pray is authentic prayers. Again, there's no point praying things that we don't even believe. But what we do is we put our belief, we put our faith into the prayer, add it up, put some heart and intention behind it. And when we pray it, we give it what we've got. And God moves it. Now, I, I want to be careful not to look at this as a formula. 
But it's more what we can see as observation in Scripture. That when we pray, when people in the Bible pray, things happen because they prayed from a position of conviction and belief. There was a passion behind it. Again, even we look at the life of Jesus. Did Jesus pray, pray earnest prayers? Come on. What about the Garden of Gethsemane? Was that an earnest prayer? I mean, he was, he was sweating what looked like drops of blood. There was, there was an intensity to his prayer life. Was it earnest? Absolutely. He was going through challenging times and he needed the Father. That's the prayer life that God calls us to have. We don't just kind of have a prayer life that just mamsy pamsy. You know, we just, it is, you know, we just kind of pray a little prayer here and there and wonder why things don't happen. Wonder why situations aren't changing. When God calls us to be fervent in our prayer, to be earnest within our prayer life, it's based on the faith we have in Jesus. And again, that overflows from the relationship we have in Him. When we have deep conviction in who God is and what He's able to do, we can pray prayers of faith, but they can be with a deep sense of conviction that God is able. Fervent prayers are also in this realm of, of, of unrelenting in nature. There's a persistency that does not give up. If you're going to be earnest in your prayer life, does it mean you pray one-off prayers? The very nature of the word earnest or fervent would, would indicate there's a persistency to it. Would you agree? It's like being a faithful father. A faithful father isn't faithful once. He's faithful. It's a continuing process. To be earnest in our prayer life means that we're, we're on a daily basis being persistent in, in our prayers. And the great passage of Scripture that I know I've shared on in the past is Jacob wrestling with God during the night. And he, he says this line in Genesis 32, 26, says, I will not let you go unless you bless me. I will not let you go. That's a great passage of scripture. I will not hang up the phone, God, until something shifts in this circumstance. I will not hang up the phone. I will not let you go, God. I'm holding on. I'm pressing in. I'm fervent right now with all that I have because I'm looking for you to do something great. Can I say, again, as over this past few weeks as we've been looking at, often we settle for status quo in our lives. We look at what is and think, okay, well, that's just what it is, and God just helped me through it. But God calls us to pray fervent prayers. He calls us to pray prayers of faith. He calls us to be persistent in these prayers that God would move by His power. And in this whole process of us being fervent and being persistent and, and giving our heart into it, you know, God changes us in this process. Again, Julian shared, it isn't that we're trying to, to, to turn, kind of change God's mind on situations. But He's drawing us closer to Him in this process. I know with my children, they're a little bit better now than they used to be in this front. But when they really wanted something, they asked unrelentingly. I don't, how many parents or grandparents or anyone who's worked with children can relate with this? Yes. Of the two children we have, uh, Caleb, by far the worst. If he had something in his mind, he just would not stop. And as a parent, he just wore down. 
to a point of something happening. Things that the kids didn't really care about. Maybe they asked once and it was not a big issue. You know, even as a parent, they look at kids, they're obviously not really serious about this, so they don't really, they're not, there's not an intention there. But that which they really wanted, or that which they really needed, and they wanted to make it known to you, it became very evident by what they said, and the heart in which they said it. When our kids said, Dad, we need to, we need to use the toilet. Now that might have been a, just a, a gentle mention to me. But as time goes on, that little gentle reminder becomes with intention. Dad, if you don't find me a toilet, <laughs> I'm in trouble. There's, there's an intention in this, this asking, in this persistency. I believe our Father is looking for our own hearts in this. Again, we can look at situations, we can look at what we're facing in life and think, okay, well, that's what it is, and oh God, may you move and may you change it, but I'll just go on with my day. See, are you really serious about that? Do you really want to see breakthrough? Is that really what your heart is? Are you really believing for that? Or is it just a prayer? But when it grips our hearts, we say, God, your word says this. I know that you're, who you are is that. And right now, I'm standing upon your promises. I'm, I'm pressing into you, God, because I will not let you go unless you bless me. I will not let you go until an answer comes. Whatever the answer is, I'll trust you in it. But I will not let go until I see something shift. That is, becomes an earnest prayer, a fervent prayer that's powerful and effective. Why? Because we've grabbed hold of God. We've fixed our eyes upon Him. We say, God, we know that you can do it. We know that you're more than able. And I will not give up praying until something happens. Guys, we need to be like that in our prayer life. As a church, we need to be a church that knows how to pray and, and raise the rafters in prayer. To be fervent in our prayer life. And as a church, that we be fervent in our prayers. I tell you, when we pray together, there, sh we, we, there should be an intensity to our prayer times. Why? Because we believe God can move. We believe that He's able to do it. We know that He can, he can move the mountains. And we're not satisfied with what is. And there's a hunger in us that says, God, we know there's more. We know that you can do greater things. We know that God, you're, you're able to do these things. And so, God, we're going to trust you in it. We're going to persevere. We're going to keep holding on to you. And we're not going to give up. I long for the day when our prayer meetings are the same size as our Sunday services. And there's a fervency and a passion to it. Now, okay, I don't want to now say that our other prayer meetings have not been good. We've had great prayer times here. But can I tell you what? There's a, when there's a fervency to our prayer, I believe things will shift and happen far more than what we work at. If we can get this spirit right, Elijah got this spirit right in his life. He knew how to pray earnestly. And things happened. And things changed. If things aren't happening and changing, you're not, are you praying earnestly in these situations? Again, it, I, there's a temptation in this even... For it to become much more about works of our prayer. And I, I know this is a, a delicate thing. I don't want us to, to have the, the wrong understanding of it. But there is something to be said about you and I saying, God, we're going to give everything we have into our prayer for this, for my own life, for the circumstance, for the church, for breakthrough. God, we need you to move in this situation. I will not let you go until we see breakthrough. This might look like Having to get up early in the morning. Do we have time to be earnest in our prayer life? 
Or does actually our prayer life just kind of fit into the segments of life that we have? I think it takes a bit of time to be earnest in our prayer. Do you not think? Maybe you need to get up a little bit earlier. Or maybe before you go to bed, you spend a little bit more time just saying, God, I'm going to be intentional. I'm going to focus my mind upon what I'm praying, upon who you are. And I'm going to, I'm going to pray from a position of, of heart, conviction. Maybe it involves fasting. Again, Jesus says, it's not if you fast and pray, but when you fast and pray. Maybe it's taking time away with God to seek his face. I tell you what, I think for all of us, me included, we can give up so easily, but we don't see the answers come. But there's a determination in my heart that we will not give up until we see God do greater things. And I know in the leadership and others in this church, there's this heart of, we have a desire to see God do more things. When I look at the book of Acts, I see what the early church looked like, and I see where we're at. I think, God, there's a, there's a chasm between us and them. God, there's more that you can do. There's more of your spirit that we can experience. But I know sometimes there's a lack of earnestness in our prayers for that to happen. And any great move of God that we've seen around the world in history, there's always been a cost of prayer that went before it. There was an earnestness in prayer that went before that great awakening or the great happening of the Holy Spirit. And so all of these fronts, we say, God, would you move with that earnestness? Earnest prayers are prayers that say, God, I'm going to keep on knocking on your door. I want to keep seeking. I want to keep looking. This week, we're having a week of prayer. And we're seeking for God to move in and through the church. And again, these are not just prayers of uh, hopefully fluff prayers. But I'm, I'm challenging you, whether you're able to join us in person or whatever your schedule looks like, I, I encourage you as a church to, that your prayers would prayers be faith-filled, that they would be fervent in substance, that we would believe for God to move in ways that only He can do in our church. I'm encouraging you that when you come together to let your prayers be fervent. It doesn't mean you need to be loud or you need to put on a show fervent prayers as we saw it with Hannah. Hannah was not praying prayers that were loud and exuberant. Fervent prayers can be quiet prayers. But they're filled with the heart, your heart, a substance in that prayer. I have been in a number of African prayer meetings. Can I tell you what? Some African churches know how to pray. I don't know if you've had this experience. When we were living in Holland, we went to a church prayer meeting. And I stepped in and I thought, wow. I mean, it was intense. I even struggled to think. I didn't, I had to get engaged, otherwise I was, I was just more watching. Because there was an intention and a passion. And can I tell you what? The great moves of God that have happened in many African countries, you know, there's a direct result of an earnestness of prayer of the people and God moving, past, God moving by spirit in those places. You know, sometimes we look at places and think, oh, it's, you know what, it's just easier there. It's not easier there. But the people that know how to pray. There's no country on earth where God is not moving where you do not see people who are passionate about prayer. It goes hand in hand. And I don't like saying that England is just a harder place. I refuse to accept that for Brighton even. Brighton is just a hard place. You know what? God is still more than able. 
he's more than able to do great things here in Africa or China or other parts of the world. You know what? This, this makes no difference. God is the same yesterday, today, forever. He, he can do it there. He can do it here. But his people, who are called by his name, need to seek his face. Right? Need to humble themselves and say, God, we're going to get after you on this. We're moving for you. As a close, it does not guarantee the outcome that we may think is best. But it is powerful and effective because God's will will be accomplished in the way that he thinks is best. It's powerful and effective because we unleash God's power in that circumstance. And there's a challenge in prayer that we think we believe the outcome should be a certain way. And you know what? The outcome sometimes is different. I know there's been many prayers of faith being prayed for John. The outcome has been different than we expected, but you know, it does not mean that God is still not faithful. He is, he is faithful. He's still a faithful God. He moved differently than we expected, but God knows best. And at the end of the day, we can take comfort that if we prayed fervently, if we put our hearts and our passion into the prayers, we stood in faith. The outcome of those prayers now is in God's hands. We don't control that, but we can take comfort in knowing that God will accomplish what is best. And in the light of eternity, that will become clear. And we'll see God do powerful things as we invite Him to be part of it. We're going to be praying each day on a different topic, different area, different times. You may have a sheet. Tuesdays we're gonna Tuesday morning we're gonna be here at 7:30 to 10. Wednesday we're gonna be in Brighton in the morning, evening prayer in Burgess Hill. Thursday we're gonna have a lunchtime prayer and evening prayer as well. Thursday, for those who feel to, to fast, we're gonna fast. Again, it doesn't need to be Thursday, it could be a different day of the week. But we're going to be intentional. We're to, I pray that we can be fervent in our prayers this week. And when you come, and I encourage you to come, to, to, to come with this expectation to really seek God. That when we're together, they're not just silently doing nothing, but that we are fervently going after the Lord has Each morning, if you're on Facebook, we're going to do a little video just to kind of talk about what the prayer is for the day. Monday, we're going to be focusing on our own personal life. Tuesday's on mission. I encourage you to be part of it. I'm excited about this next season. I believe God's going to do some great things. But no, I know it's up to you and I to play our part. God is there. He's ready to move and he invites us to be part of what he's doing. But we need to align ourselves. And that comes through prayer. That's the only way it comes. Is as we seek His face. Let's close in prayer. And then uh, we're going to, to end our service. Lord, I thank you that you're a God that is able. Lord, as we look at scripture, we see that you're the same God. Yesterday, today, forever. Lord, that there's no difference. What we see in creation, we see presently. And Lord, you call us to be a people who are not apathetic, not just going through the motions, but people who are intentional about 
our pursuit of you. People who are intentioned and intentional about what we're believing to happen. So Lord Jesus, we, we come before you today and we pray that you would put a fire in our bones. Lord, maybe our prayer life is, is challenging or, or dry. Lord, I pray that it would come a fervency. Lord, that when we spend time alone with you, when we spend time together with you, Lord, that there would be a, a, an earnestness to our prayer times that would come from deep within our convictions or our beliefs of, of our faith, Lord, that you're able to do more than we could dare to dream or imagine. So we're going to lift it up. We're not going to let you go until we see you move. So Jesus, I pray, stir us as a church to pray. Stir us as a church to grab hold of you. Lord, may this be a week that something shifts in the atmosphere. Lord, something shifts over the church so that it becomes a, an open heaven like we've never experienced before as we press into you, Lord. Lord, I pray for areas that need breakthrough, that there'll be breakthrough, that there'll be healing, that there'll be restoration, that there'll be provision. Lord, that we would see everything that we have need of come together, Lord, as we, we press you, we press into you, Lord. So Jesus, stir in us, Lord, stir by your spirit. God, would you do great things at this time? In your name, amen. Why don't you stand with me, please? Thank you for listening to this week's podcast at Centre Church. One church, passionately loving God and people in Burgess Hill and Brighton. To get the latest news or for any other information, check out our website at www.centrechurch.uk.